pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Well, welcome to Gun Funny episode 212. Today I'm going to chat with Yehuda Reamer, aka the Pew Pew Jew, discuss the latest news on David Chipman, highlight a new firearm from Trailblazer, and talk about historical documents now labeled as, quote, harmful language. I'm your host, Ava Quinnell. Yehuda, how are you doing? I am great, and I'm so happy to be back with you. Aw, well, thanks. Yesterday was Yom Kippur. How was that? Brutal, brutal. Uh, 25 hours, no food, no water, and majority of that time in those 25 hours, you're in synagogue praying that the Lord should forgive your sins for the past year. So, uh, you know, definitely a, a brutal day. But um, at the end of the day, you come out and hoping that God answers your prayers. Yeah. For those who are listening, I am technically Jewish. Like both my parents are Jewish. I'm not really, a, I'm not a practicing Jew. I like the traditions of it. Like I'll celebrate like Hanukkah and kind of not eight days, but I'll, I'll make some of the traditional like dishes and stuff. But, you know, I'm not really a practicing Jew, but I just, I mean, all of that stuff, like whether, you know, whatever religion it is and like some of the stuff, it's just like, it's so crazy. And all I can say is hangry is real. Cause you know, if I'm going past like four hours and I've had a snack, like, yeah, <laughs> hangry is real. Um, oh, I hear that. Yeah. So guys, if you are listening and you're like, Hey, your audio sounds a little off. I apologize. I'm still, I'm still displaced from my home. In fact, Yehuda, you're going to actually, you're probably going to laugh. It's reached a point now where, you know, when things just continuously go wrong and you just, you just start laughing because you're like, I can't like, at this point, there's nothing I could do. And it just, it's like, how much more, like, how much more are you going to throw at me? So uh, yesterday I hired, so I have to, you know, for those who haven't heard my hot water heater erupted and flooded for whatever reason the hot water heater was on the second floor. So it flooded my laundry room, my guest bathroom. It soaked down to my ceilings, like majority of my ceiling and my living room has to be taken out. And then I have real hardwood floor. It kind of damaged the hardwood floor, went down to my crawl space. And so it's just been crazy, but I figured, you know, like, all right, Hey, let's just make something positive out of it. And while there's all this construction going on in my house, I'm going to remodel my master bedroom and bathroom and redo the tile. And anyways, the tile company basically flaked last minute, told me on Friday that they weren't going to come on Monday. So the people that I hired to do drywall, which I really like, they're super awesome people. Like I could not have asked for a better company. They did mention that they did tile. And so I messaged them and I was like, Hey, remember when you mentioned you do tile? I'm like, do you guys think that you could possibly squeeze me in and do tile? Because everything had to line up properly. And this is after I busted my butt to get tile. Like I went to every Home Depot and Lowe's possibly within Colorado Springs area. And I got, I think it was 54 cases of tile, which each case weighs 55 pounds. I definitely got my workout didn't realize that like asking for help at Home Depot was even an option. So I did it all by myself, all while, you know, playing uh, all the, all the, I don't know, I'm a 
survivor i'm a da, 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 whatever that song is you know beyonce is in the back you know cheering me on even though my back didn't really appreciate it i was like yeah i'm, I'm done being an independent woman <laughs> anyway so the drywall company they were like hey you know what we we can probably try to squeeze you in and i'm like it has to be done by the 21st because then the carpet's coming Anyways, um, yesterday they were taking out my vanity in the guest bathroom, hit a copper pipe and more flooding happened. Oh God. Yeah. So flooding now, uh, happened in the guest bathroom, which the floor was messed up, but the ceiling wasn't. So then you go downstairs and it's coming out of the light fixture, dripping water. I mean, there's like waterfalls and into my third bathroom in the house. And I'm just like, okay, it's like, cool, flooding all over again. It was, it's just been a disaster. And I honestly, like, it just sucks because I've been going on four weeks of this. I don't think it's going to be even somewhat normal for at least another two weeks. And I just, honestly, I wish this upon no one because when you don't have like just a solid foundation to like lay your head at night. And I mean, I'm incredibly grateful for like friends and my cousin, you know, who's letting me stay with her, but when you don't have that like safe place, I guess, to call your own, like it sucks and it just affects everything else. And yeah, it's just been, it really tests like how strong mentally you are, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's one of the things when it rains, it pours, but if you can get through it, or if you get through it, you come out stronger. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I'm just constantly reminding myself like, Hey, you know what? It's just stuff and nobody got hurt. And all of it could be replaceable. So it's right. You know, and, and honestly, like I, like I said, I could not have asked for a better company. Like I trust these people. These people are so fun to hang out with. Like I'm definitely going to be friends with them afterwards. We keep making jokes at the end of the day, I'll go buy beer. We'll have beer, you know, like, it's just, I actually really like they're funny and just, you know, they've been really like a lot of fun to be around when, you know, things like this can be stressful. So. Right. Anyways, um, so continuing on with the show, Smith and Wesson. One of my favorite guns to shoot, one of my favorite handguns is the M&P, the M2.0. Smith and Wesson has a new version of it called the Spec Series Kit. That's pretty awesome, especially if you're into suppressors. It comes with a threaded barrel, suppressor height sights, and a red dot so that you're ready to go suppressed right out of the box. The slide comes in FDE and the frames in black for, you know, if you want that two-tone sort of tactical look. And it comes with a challenge coin and matching boot knife as well. So if you guys want to find out more about this, I haven't seen it really too much floating around the internet. I was just on their website and stumbled upon it. Go to smith-wesson.com and check it out. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. All right, so Yehuda, also aka the Pew Pew Jew. It feels like it's been a while since I've had you on my show, but I guess, well, it's almost been a year. Last episode that I had you on was episode 170. But for listeners who may not remember you or for the new listeners, Can you just give us a quick overview of who you are and what you do in this industry? 
Yes. Um, so I am known as the Pew Pew Jew across social media. My website is thepewpewjew.com. Um, and I actually write children's books on firearm safety, firearms education, a couple of political satire books. Um, and then I advocate for the Second Amendment for not just everyone's gun rights, but specifically, you know, we always hear gun, uh, um, gun rights are for women, gun rights are for African-Americans, gun rights are for Asians, you name it. Uh, so I am a voice for the Jewish community, uh, educating them on their Second Amendment rights. Yeah, I love it. And I love the name Pew Pew Jew. Anyone who is outside the industry and they've seen your name or have mentioned it to them, just like they love it. So it's kind of nice that you can not necessarily like make fun of yourself, but kind of make joke of it. Like it's sort of, you know, tongue in cheek. And so it just kind of makes something that can be often like a very serious subject, like so much more approachable, you know? Yeah, it was funny. I was working on my book uh, called 27 Words, kind of a small history of the second, the 27 words of the Second Amendment for Children. And I was talking to a buddy of mine who's a historian, a two-way historian. And he turned to me, he's like, yeah, you're like the pew pew Jew. And, and of course, the little Jewish business brain of mine clicks on. And I'm like, ooh, I need to go and get a logo, trademark, and get that going. And the rest is kind of history. Yeah. Well, even like your yarmulke says the pew pew, which is awesome. Yes, <laughs> I have camo yarmulkes yeah, that say the pew pew Jew. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. And you, do you sell these on your website? Yes, I have. I sell two types. I sell uh, like an old school green camo and then that winter, I don't even know what you call it, but that winter black, white, and gray camo. Mm, okay. All right, cool. What have you been up to since I had you on the show last? Oh, uh, gosh. Um, I released my book, Bullet Points which I don't know if we've talked about that. I don't know if it's been a year. So the book came out a few months ago. So we probably didn't talk about that. Um, I released my book, Bullet Points. It's reasons why America should embrace common sense gun law. And for your listeners out there, before you throw me under the bus, uh, I do know what common sense gun law means. And uh, I can give away the idea of the book or you can just take my word for it and Ava's as well, I'm sure. And go check it out because it's a really fun book. And it sort of has gained some controversy, right? Well, it really depends on, on who you are, right? There is You have the people on the left pissed off about the book uh, because, you know, they, they judge the book by its cover. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have a lot of people on our side in the, in the gun world who, like the left, will judge a book by its cover and not actually do the research on what the book is so those are my favorite because there's a lot of people who when they they trash the book and then uh, i'll see them post something about like okay you know we we see what the book is but we still don't think it's funny and i'm like yeah you do think it's funny you're just an idiot and you're too embarrassed to you know say hey we got played yeah um but then there's a few people on our side too who will message me and say hey we were so pissed off at you when you released this book but we bought it because we were so curious after following you for so long. And we went out and bought the book for all of our family members too, because it's so awesome. Nice. Like, like 
you got us, you played us, you played us well, and kudos to you. And uh, it's fun. It's definitely, definitely been fun. So, well, you're definitely really clever, and I enjoy following you on social media just because of all the funny things that you post. And I'm always like, man, why didn't I think of that? You know, because it's like you. it's something, and it's always so relevant, and topical, and and you come up with the funniest memes, and I'm like, how are you not a comedian at this point? Like how. <laughs> You know, because it's just like, or I'm like, how is it that you're not just like sitting in an office all day, like making bumper stickers and t-shirts? And I know that you sell t-shirts, but it's like, I feel like you would be the guy that isn't creating the Hallmark cards, but the meme cards, you know, and the bumper stickers and stuff. I'll tell you, it's actually really interesting. You know, for years and years and years, I I, I had a personality and, and um, not that I had, I still have a personality, but um, what I mean by that is, like I realized that I was doing things and I found that I was annoying myself, right? Like I would be very pushy about certain things and getting in people's faces and, you know, hounding them about whatever it is. And I realized I'm like, wow, I'm annoying the hell out of myself. So if I'm annoying the hell out of myself, then I'm clearly annoying these other people. So I kind of did like a really deep look into my soul, if you will. And I realized that, like, I do need to change. And I started changing some of my personality, not being so in your face, being a lot more subtle. Uh, you know, if there's something that I need or help from someone, I wasn't hounding them about it. I'd be like, you know, a lot more finesse. Um, but that also came with paying attention to things I posted and different types of memes. So I'll see some great memes out there. But you can tell that the memes were made, I don't want to say it by FUDs, but by people who are like, oh, this is just a cheap laugh. Like, yeah, is it really, really funny or is it just like very cliche? Yeah. So I started being a little more reserved with the type of things I post, trying to get things that really were fresh and new and not been there, done that. Yeah. So it's been, it's definitely been fun. And, you know, people are connecting with it. So it's great. Yeah, I think I think you're doing an excellent job. And I've even reposted quite a bit of the stuff because it's just, you know, I mean, it's it's pretty uh, entertaining. So um, one thing I noticed that just recently you were interviewed by a big French publication about Texas gun owners in um, assuming it's safe to say that. Right. Or is it still hush hush? I mean, I'm not I'm not one of these people who are like, ooh, surprised because the magazine's not in America. Right. Like. Yeah, true. We'll, 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 find out, we'll find out the reaction from Americans if anyone in America picks up a French newspaper or sees it online. Yeah. Um, but no, my, fr my friend, uh, I have a friend, Cassidy, and she called me up just two days ago, Wednesday morning. She's like, hey, do you want to be interviewed by a French magazine? I'm like, on what? She's like, Texas gun owners. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I guess. What's the name of the magazine? And she told me what it was, and I contacted a buddy of mine who's originally from Paris. And I was like, hey, have you ever heard of this magazine? He's like, well, yeah. He goes, it's as big as People magazine, but in France. And he goes, I literally have the app on my phone, and that's my source of news in France every day. Wow. So uh, they interviewed me. They came to my house. They, they seemed very genuine. Um, you know, they asked if they can see my guns and I didn't take them all out, but I had, you know, my, my AR-15, my AR pistol, my Glock. And I definitely, you know, showed them and portrayed gun owners as we're not a bunch of ragtag cowboys. Uh, you know, like we're 
family men, mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, just people who really appreciate the freedoms that we have and, and are willing to defend them. And it they seemed really genuine. I even straight out asked them, I said, you guys aren't going to be like twisting my words and, and making gun owners look bad or negative or, you know, because it's a completely different culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, no, not at all. They said, you know, they, they actually had, they're, they're, they're like, we actually have integrity still as journalists. Um, and we are just gonna write about you and, and, you know, family life, what it's like to be a gun owner in Texas. So that's what they told me now, whether or not they're going to stick to that. I can't say, um, but the interview went well and uh, it was pretty cool. So apparently I'm going to be in some massive magazine in France. Hmm. You're like, so, you know, I'm going to be super like popular <laughs> and not in the U S of course, but in oh, no, of course not. Right. Right. I, I, I can say, they're going to be like, Oh, I need your autograph. No. <laughs> right. I, think I, can, I can say I'm big in France now, but yeah, definitely. Uh, the Pew Pew Jew has gone international oh, yeah. and so it, it's going to be interesting. I'm more interested in seeing what they write and if they're if they're true to their word. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, for those that follow me, for those that know me, uh, you guys all know what I believe: uh, personal freedom above everything. Very pro two A. I'm a I'm a two A absolutist. There is no room for uh, you know all gun laws are infringements and. That's just who I am. So anything that says otherwise in this article, I know will be false. But yeah, one of the things that I, I had to try, you know, if they offering me this article, why would I not do it? So, yeah. well, yeah, it's exactly. It's just another way of maybe extending to another audience and possibly educating and changing their minds too. And I really do, you know, as somebody who has an English and communications degree, I definitely miss the times where like journalism, the best type of journalism was just, if you couldn't tell whether the writer, if they swayed one way or the other, they were just stating the facts. And that's something that I always learned even in college. And I'm like, when did that change? Like now it's, you know, it's so, you can clearly tell, you know, which were the journalists, you know, if they agree or disagree. And and it's unfortunate that it's not just about stating facts anymore. Exactly. I'm going to take a quick break real quick, talk about primary arms. Right now, primary arms has a huge sale going on. In fact, so I ordered, I I think I've said this in previous shows, but I ordered a bunch of parts. I decided to like finally make a 300 blackout air pistol and I already had the barrel. And that was it. So, um, you know, it's like when you find like a roll pin, you're like, I got to make another. I mean, in this case, it was the barrel. It was a cool barrel. It was from uh, BSF barrels. So it's that carbon fiber. It looks really cool. And um, I figured I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to finally just put this together. So I ordered all of my parts from Primary Arms. I got everything but the handguard and the muzzle device, which I got from Manicore Arms. But when I looked at it and it was cool because I was able to pick and choose whatever I wanted. It was all like, you know, much better, like upgraded parts as opposed to just your typical, like mill spec, just kind of crap that's out there. And I looked at the bill when it came in and everything was under, I think it just reached $600. Mm-hmm. 
which is like insane. I mean, you know, especially now when you go to buy an AR, even like crappy ARs that I wouldn't personally rely on, you know, even at the range, you're looking at about a thousand dollars. And I used to think like, man, you spend so much money, like putting together guns, which with handguns, you absolutely do. And a lot of times with ARs as well, but primary arms is like, even though we're still in the time where people are really taking advantage and like raising those prices because, you know, products are really hard to get or they're high in demand. They've done an excellent job of keeping stuff in stock and like not taking advantage of, you know, the current situation. So I definitely recommend if you guys are looking for an AR, you should highly consider building one and getting your parts from primary arms because, you know, to think like I got all that minus the handguard, the barrel and the muzzle device, it was just at $600, which is pretty good. Head on over and check them out. Primaryarms.com. Remember, if you're looking for an optic, if it's Primary Arms brand, use the code AVA, A-V-A, and you'll get a free scope mount with every Primary Arms optic that you buy. Yehuda, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show is because of something that you recently posted. And I think you just found me in a very like, you probably have these days, I'm assuming, I'm, I'm assuming everybody in the gun industry has these days where sometimes you're just really disgusted with the way our industry is heading and how we treat each other. And it's hard, like, you know, kind of being out in the public, like putting yourself out there, you know, I mean, like I have a public Instagram and Facebook and YouTube channel and lots of eyes are always on me. I mean, not lots, I'm not huge, but it's one of those things where, you know, you're constantly getting discrimination. You're also getting a lot of great comments, but it just seems like, especially in the last couple of years, and I think it's just because everybody's sort of, everyone's light, like, you know, stress is sort of intensified, you know, with COVID and things are changing. And I've noticed that there's just in general, a lot of people on edge, but one of the things that you posted and I kind of was just like, you know, I'm like, we need to stop being mean to each other and like going on these witch hunts where it's like, oh, well, this person screwed up and did this or you know, this company did that. And I'm like, cause at the end of the day, we're all fighting the same fight. We're all on the same team. And right. I wasn't necessarily, you know, picking you out because we're friends and there's times where, you know, like Cole and Noir, like we're actually good friends. We talk like probably three times a week and, and people probably don't realize that, but I mean, there's sometimes where I've written on his, you know, on his post and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. And people might take it rude or they might think I don't like him. Little do they know, like we're actually really good friends. So it wasn't really directed at you. It was more just, you know, directed at just the the current situation. And what it was um, with Such, if you guys, you guys may or may not be familiar with him, he's got a big YouTube channel and a, a pretty large following on Instagram. But he posted on his Instagram how he took out some new shooters and taught them and had a great day. And so he's holding the camera, doing a selfie. And then in the background, it's like, I think it was like four or five people and they're all holding their guns, but they're kind of like pointing it at each other, which obviously any gun owner is going to cringe. Like you're just like, Oh man. And so, you know, so many people got on and just attacked him. And, you know, I mean, there's not a lot of room for error when it comes to guns. Like you really, especially with new shooters as a firearms instructor, like you have to be on top of these people like white on rice and really make sure that they have that gun pointing in a safe direction at all times, their fingers off the trigger until they're ready to shoot. So it was, you know, it was careless on his part. 
which he later on, you know, put out a video saying that it was, and he admitted his faults and stuff, but I couldn't tell you, I mean, within seconds, there was all these memes going on about him. And I felt so bad because once again, I felt like the gun industry is like on a witch hunt, like, okay, who are we offended by today? Or who can we pick on today? And I'm not saying that Such was in the right, but it's just so unfortunate that we have to be so mean to each other at times. You actually, you weren't mean. You, in fact, his face, I think you cut off his face or the picture you had, his face was cut off Such's. But you were like, well, these people should probably read my book about basic safety, which was a good selling point. But it just so happened that yours was the first that popped up. And after seeing so many memes and stuff, and I was just like, man, like, come on, guys, like, wake up and like, stop being rude to each other. And I feel like I'm interviewing myself at this point, and I've done way more talking on this show than in previous shows. (laughs) It's all good. But I mean, what do you think about that? So first off, you know, like you said, I, I actually didn't realize it was Such when I posted it. Um, I don't follow a ton of YouTube influencers. I I don't really watch them. Mm -hmm. Um, If there's a specific video that I find interesting, I'll watch, but I'm not one of these habitual, oh, I got new videos up. I got to go check it out immediately. So so I don't really follow Suits at all. So I, didn't, I, I know who he is. I've seen some of his videos, but I guess I didn't put two and two together. Yeah. Um, however, and like you said, my post didn't necessarily make fun of him. It was like, they need a copy of my, my gun safety book for kids. Um, that said, obviously, when we see bad habits in the firearms industry, we need to call them out. I, I don't care how big you are. Uh, we they need to be called out because if we can't call out our own and sh- and say hey look you're a great instructor but you did screw up here we have to help hold each other accountable because if we're not holding each other accountable then why do we care if the anti gunners are coming for us like they they don't see us saying hey you're not calling that person out for being unsafe so we're gonna do it for you and you don't. People who are unsafe with guns don't belong, don't, don't deserve to have firearms. So on one hand, I think a lot of it was warranted. However, there is ways to do it where you don't come off like a total jerk. Um, I also think that a lot of people, a lot of the photos, that, that big photo that I saw circulating, a lot of it did have Such's face cut off. I personally didn't cut his face off. And I'll be, I'll be honest about that. I saw a lot of the same photo without, his, you know, the way I saw it. So it could be just a lot of people were making fun of the situation, not even realizing it was Such. Mm-hmm. Now, that said, it doesn't mean you'd be a jerk about it, right? There, there, there are clearly times, there are clearly some people who deserve to be made fun of. and. Um, or at least called out, maybe not in in horrible way, but th- like there's that company out of Detroit. I forgot what it's called. Um, something Dust, I think. I don't know if you, do you know what I'm talking about, Ava? Mm, you said it was Something Dust? Something Dust, or I think it's, whatever it is, this guy posts like ways to, to like grab a gun, and manipulate it if you're like in a car. Like this, this guy's, 
training is so cringeworthy that someone like that should absolutely be called out. Um, yeah. Maybe, again, you can, I'm not saying be mean. Was it Boda? No, no. Hold oh, man. I don't even. I follow them. I started following them because the, the videos are so humorous. Um, I'll, se- I'll send you the, the guy who does it, but I'm sure you've seen him before. And it's one of the things like call him out because his practices are seriously unsafe. And his videos will end up getting people killed. Yeah. So feel free to call him out. I definitely agree that, you know, there are things like that that, you know, are just cringe and they definitely should, especially if it sacrifices, you know, someone's safety, that it should absolutely be called out. And I think that I personally was just really sensitive about it because I think a day or two prior, somebody went on this rant. And I'm not even going to mention their name because I honestly, I just, I just want to like cut any relationship with this person whatsoever. I ended up blocking them and I never block people. I ended up blocking them on Facebook and Instagram. I want nothing to do with them because they're clearly like trying to sabotage me. But I got into this um, altercation with an Instagrammer, Facebooker who was basically, he wrote a post and some company screwed him over because, you know, he placed an order five months ago and he finally received notification that his order was coming through. He made a meme about it. The company got, you know, offended or upset. They canceled his order and he took to the internet about it. And I don't think that, you know, how the company handled it was very professional at all. And I agree with him on that. But he basically just like had all of his followers like go and just trash talk this company, report them to Better Business Bureau. They got their social media shut down. And so I wrote, I was like, oh, in today's show of what is the gun industry offended by today? And then they were, you know, they, we exchanged some words and I was like, I just think that, you know, we're constantly going on these witch hunts and little do we realize that like, this is, these are two way companies that we're sabotaging. These are companies that are on our side. And because something didn't go right, you take to the internet. And that's the, that's the crappy thing about what the internet is and social media is like, you can ruin a company overnight. And if you've ever created a business. So as an entrepreneur, you know, I have a few businesses. I mean, it takes so much time, effort, so much hard work. It's like your baby and you create this like masterpiece. And then just with one thing that goes wrong. And I said, I was like, you're complaining basically because of, you know, the kid that they hired to run their social media canceled your order, but their views, you know, the the view of that social media person does not reflect necessarily the entire views of that company. They even said that they, you know, dealt with the the kid, you know, the social media person, I'm saying they're a kid, they could be an adult. They dealt with them, they fired them, they fixed the order, they, you know, sent the order off. They fixed the problem, they corrected it. And it's like, okay, stop being a crybaby and move on. And they didn't like, you know, that I said that they were calling me every name in the book, gun bunny saying that I'm a female, my opinions not warranted. I'm, you know, a D class shooter. I mean, just going after whatever they possibly could find out about me. And then they're like, oh, and look at her sponsors. Well, federal Smith and Wesson They're they even made a meme about me where it said something like, 
when your uh, sponsors, you know, are cashing checks or shoot something about like your, you know, your, the advertisers can't cash checks that their sponsors are something I don't even remember. Anyways, so I think with everything going on with my house being the way that it is, I also recently lost somebody to suicide. Um, just a lot going on, like in the last month. And honestly, I should not have stooped down to their level. And I know better than, you know, and anybody that was sticking up for me, they're pawn them simp. So I said something like, cool, gun bunny, simp, whatever other words they called me. I'm like, and this is where I went wrong. And I'll admit, I'm totally wrong for saying this. The person had the name Asian in their name. And I said, hey, I know you're Asian, but maybe you can increase your vocabulary a little bit and be a little more original as to like what you're calling me. And bam, just like that overnight, I'm racist. I'm racist against Asians. Never mind the fact that my ex-boyfriend of three years is half Asian or that my cameraman is Asian or that I have tons of friends that are Asian, tons of patrons that are Asian, but I'm suddenly racist. And definitely not saying that like I was in the right whatsoever to even say that I should have just backed out. But then what also was like just such a low blow is they went after my sponsors. They messaged all of my sponsors and said that, you know, I'm racist and that they should highly reconsider sponsoring me, which I just think is like, so nowadays we're at this day and age where you get into some sort of dispute with somebody online you don't like it and you just decide to just destroy everything that they worked hard for. So they destroyed this company that I have no affiliate. I've never even used their products. I actually have never even heard of the company that they were complaining about until that night. But I was just saying like, we're destroying a company because of just, you know, one incident because of one employee and same thing, you know, because of one thing that I said, they're going to take it upon themselves to just destroy everything that I've worked hard for in the last eight years to build up my sponsors, my name, my business. And it's just a low blow. And I'm like, I'm really tired of this industry. I mean, we're basically just eating each other alive. And we wonder why we can't, you know, like preserve our second amendment rights, like while we're constantly losing this battle. Yeah. I mean, look, it's not just companies that do it. And I know I posted something, I think the day before this happened to you and I, I, I sent you to my post. Um, I was saying, even in the comment section, go, go to any comment section on, on the, any kind of post, uh, from someone who's in the firearms industry and, you know, I'll post something and all of a sudden there becomes a massive name calling brawl in the comment section. Now, I don't mind having a civil discourse. I don't mind arguing. I don't even mind, you know, the, the whole back and forth and trying to prove each other wrong. Yeah. But what happens is someone will say, oh, well, person A did this in history. And, per- and the next person will be like, no, you're a stupid dumbass. Go read a history book. Person B did this. And it's like, wow, like, is there a reason you have to bring the name calling and the hate into it? Like, why can't you guys both, or I mean, even women, you know, why can't you, everyone just have a civil discourse, mm-hmm. just, just talk it out. If you think you're right and they think they're right, say, Hey, no, I wasn't it this person who did it and not that person. And like, here's my proof. And then someone was like, well, here's my proof. 
and talk it out. Yet people just go from, hey, we're pro A and we agree with you to, oh, you said one little thing wrong. You are the worst human being on the face of the planet and we're going to drag you through the mud on social media um, because of a dumb argument. Mm -hmm. And I think that all comes to play is that people need to be punched in the face nowadays. Uh, There's too many keyboard warriors out there right uh, who who um like i posted something I, I posted something today and uh probably actually i think the only post i had today really because i've been running around but um someone posted a picture it said build a statue honoring the man who killed hitler it's for a petition and i'm like okay um this is why history is so important because you know hitler supposedly committed suicide. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I had a bunch of comments saying, you know, do you think he really committed suicide or do you think he made his way to South America? And if you go through the comments, at least the ones I've read, I haven't read them in a few hours, but if you go through the comments, there are a lot of people who are actually having a civil discussion. Like, no, you know, it's been proved that he he did commit suicide and, you know, did blah, blah, blah. And going back and forth, and people are actually having a normal conversation. No one is saying you know, oh, you're a, a stupid dumbass because this is what you believe. It's like people are actually having a normal conversation. I'm okay with that. Uh, have a, have that civil discourse. But it's amazing how much hate is thrown back and forth between people in our industry, even if it's not in our industry. I'm talking about like just Americans who love the Second Amendment. It, it's, there's yeah. a reason why we're not winning the battle. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why it's such an uphill battle is because we cannot get along with one another. Yeah. We cannot just say, hey, look, we agree to disagree. Now let's move on. Right. The left, they all hate each other. But one thing is for sure. And they're all on the same page. Yeah. And that's why they can have a unified message going forward because like, oh, we don't really like that person. But we agree with what they're saying. Now we obviously don't agree, but that's why they're winning us. We post one thing. I'll I'll say Glock is my favorite gun. Well, why do you like a Glock? It's a German gun. It's an Austrian gun. Didn't they kill Jews? Oh, you should go for uh, Smith and Smith and Wesson. You should go for this gun. I'm I'm like, dude, like it's all preference. Relax. Well, you, you just haven't tried the other ones. It's like, no, no, I chill out. And it's unfortunate that that's just the way the world is that everyone wants to cancel the next person. They think that by canceling one person, it gives them more street cred, I think, um, makes them look cool, better. Look, oh yeah, this person was racist or anti-Semitic and, you know, whatever it is. I mean, I know I was telling you earlier, like I literally, I'm an Orthodox Jew and I was called a Nazi two days ago. Yeah, exactly. On social media. So, and I didn't, I didn't block the person. I, I had a bunch of my followers go after this person. I didn't tell them to, but I have a very loyal following. And, you know, I'm not going to cancel someone because they say I'm a Nazi. Like, you're an idiot. But I don't know. I, I think there's just so much hatred out there. Um, and everyone thinks that they're right. And it, it, actually, okay, so it kind of brings me back just quickly. It kind of brings me back to, Someone always tells me, uh, someone, whenever I'm on the, doing a podcast, right, one of the biggest questions you're always asked now is, hey, um, 
you know, there, there's so many new gun owners. What would you tell to older gun owners in dealing with new gun owners? And I always say, my biggest piece of advice is to check your ego. Yeah. It's so easy that this industry is filled with so many alpha males as well as alpha females. Yeah. Who are just like, we know better. Haha, we told you. You need to check that ego. If you are taking someone shooting for the first time and you're being egotistical about it, you are going to turn them away. And it's the same thing applying to these comments online. It's like, check your ego, okay? Whether you're right or wrong, is it really worth that argument? Is it really worth just that name calling? And I, I personally don't think so. Yeah, no, actually, I mean, I think that that's like absolute great advice. And I think that that is what gets us where we are is it's just the amount of egos that we have in, in this community. And, and it's so frustrating. I'm going to take a quick break real quick. Talk about Caldwell shooting. I'm bringing this back to my, my current lifestyle right now, which means like I'm homeless. I'm I, I, cause I'm not even living at my house. It's like not, there's not a, there's one bathroom, one toilet that works. There's no shower. It's disastrous. And my house is not that old too. It's just, you know, but anyway, so I um, asked the, the contract workers, if there's any, you know, anything I could do to help like speed up the process. Like at this point, I'm like, Hey, all hands on deck. And I also kind of like learning about all this new stuff and also kind of seeing like how my house works. Like there's things that, you know, once you start taking down drywall, you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like that's what it looks like, you know, behind the wall. And, oh, this is how tile works. And I'm learning all of these like new, like, oh, well, we got to, you know, take out the hardy backer. And, and I was just telling somebody this the other day and they're like, look at you. And I'm like, well, no, today we, today we worked on the hardy backer. We had to take that out. Then we have to, uh, laugh and laugh and lave it and then we have to you know then we start to install the tile and they're like look at you and i'm like yeah i'm pretty you know but one of the things is like when we were demoing the uh master bathroom and taking out all that tile and all the tools and stuff i mean it gets loud and normally loud noises don't really affect me i even if if we're shooting outdoors like i don't necessarily have to wear ear protection always i mean i do but unless I'm like right next to the person shooting, but it really doesn't bother me, but it was like so loud and it just kept, you know, it's like really like painful on your ears. So I used my Caldwell shooting protection, gave it to, you know, everyone helping me and, or for those who not everybody took it, but just because I was like, you know, this is like the perfect opportunity to wear your hearing protection. The ones that I used, it was the Emacs, the pro uh, earmuffs. And it has 23 uh, dB of noise reduction. So they definitely keep your noise protected. It also prevented like so much like gross dust and stuff getting in your ears. Cause God knows I'd be finding that for like weeks on end afterwards. <laughs> like there's dust everywhere. But what's nice is like, so it gives you ambient sound amplification. So, you know, if like any shots go off or like when they're using like the really big tools on, you know, the tile, but you can still communicate with each other. And it is, they, they run on uh, three AAA batteries, but they do have auto shut off, which is a must for me because I can't tell you how many times I forget to shut off my ear pro, my optics. 
So it's like the fact that they have that auto shut off is just huge plus. You can get these in use sizes, different colors, and they're available for $49.99. Check it out at caldwellshooting.com. Use the code GUNFUNNY10, and that's going to get you 10% off your first order. Going back to what we were just talking about, I just, because I think it's super interesting. And I also have just decided with myself that one, I'm, I'm really, I'm really disappointed in myself that I would stoop that low and go to name calling or, you know, whatever, even though it's not even like I called them like a racist name. Like I literally was just like, I know you're Asian. It wasn't like, I know you're, and I'm not going to even use any of the Asian racial slurs, but that still was like, okay, but yet I'm now racist. But I mean, I'm disappointed in myself that I even stooped that low, but I'm also kind of disappointed. So when I found out that one of my sponsors might actually drop me because of this, that also was extremely disappointing. And one, because they didn't even reach out to ask me like what my side was. I also find out that the person that I was arguing with online was the going back, editing their comments to make it sound like they didn't originally say what they said to me. And I'm like, okay, that's crappy. Luckily I did take some screenshots. But I mean, it was just, it, it kind of just made me just sick of our community for like, it kind of made me want to take a step back. Also, I'm reminded that I became self-employed. I've been, I've had my own business now for a little over eight years. And that's just because I don't want a boss to answer to. I want to be able to like, not come and go as I please. Like I'm extremely responsible. And I think I run business as well. Like I'm still like the go-to place to get, you know, your basic training, firearm training, a concealed carry permit in the state of Colorado. And, you know, you Google it, I'm the first company that comes up. Like I've done an excellent job of ensuring that I have a solid five-star review across the board. So it's not to say that, you know, I just want to like do whatever and, you know, not be like run a disciplined business, but now it's kind of also changed my perspective. Like when you have sponsors, you have all these eyes on you. It's like, not only do you not, you went from like having one or two bosses that you have to answer to, but now you have like thousands of bosses. And I don't even know if I really like that. Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, I've been my own boss for kind of with my old brand and stuff like that. I mean, I do have a couple other jobs where I do answer to somebody, but um, it's definitely... um, definitely nice when you're your own boss and you need and there's no one really to answer to but yourself but when you become a quote-unquote influencer which everybody wants to do they think it's like the greatest thing ever it's really not i mean sure it has a lot of cool perks you know and it's nice being for me i always wanted to be a role model more than anything else but you also realize now i think i think this is like within this week i realized like you know being an influencer, the more you get your name out there, the more it's like you have more people complaining about you. You have companies that, you know, depending on who you deal with. And honestly, I also want to say that if this company does drop me because of this, I thought about reaching out to them. And then I've decided to retract from that because if they do drop me one and federal was the one that gave me a heads up because one VP contacted their VP And I cannot thank federal enough for like having my back and just being like, just so supportive and then just, you know, saying like, Hey, if they drop you, we'll get you this sponsor, which is actually a pretty good sponsor. Um, But it's, it's also, I feel like 
when I'm sponsored by a company, I want to have a relationship with the people behind the, not just, you know, I don't want to just like be the face of their product. And, and that also comes with, you know, I'm not going to like every product that they came out with like Smith and Wesson, they came out with the M and P 12 and I just put up my review and I said, I wasn't really a fan, but I'm also not really a fan of pump action shotguns. Um, but I gave an honest review. And so it doesn't mean that you always have to, you know, have their back as far as like, yep, I love this product. It's all I use. Like, I don't like the product. I'm going to say that. And I'd hope that they respect, you know, my decision to do that. But I do want a relationship with these companies that sponsor me where it's like, they have my back and I have their back. Like it's more a partnership, not just, Oh, cool. You send me a check and, you know, expect me to do all these things. And then when push comes to shove, like you're not even going to ask me for my opinion or what happened. Like you'll just drop me. So I also, I'm like, you kind of also realize like, some of these companies, you know, it might sound great. Like, wow, I just signed this big name, but like a lot of times, even that's kind of overrated. I don't know. It's, it's been this week has definitely been a very huge, like learning experience for me. And I've also decided that I'm not going to be as vocal as I have before, like online. Like, I think I'm going to pick and choose where I have disagreements with people online, but I'm definitely and it kind of sucks as I've always kind of admired that about myself is that I'm very vocal. I don't really bite my tongue as much. And if I disagree with something, I've always voiced my opinion, but this whole experience has kind of made me like, just want to retract a little bit. And I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's kind of unfortunate. It's made me not want to be less of a strong woman. Cause I mean, if anything, it's made me stronger and it's made me realize what's important, but it does kind of make me just want to take less of a stand, which sucks because I've always admired that in people. Yeah. Um, I mean, I hear what you're saying. I pick and choose my battles and w- what I, what I choose, you know, who, who I choose to um, give your energy. Connect. Yeah. <laughs> where, exactly, where, where I'm putting my energy, where, where I'm going to be arguing with people. I, I'm very picky and choosy about that um, because most of the time it's just not worth it. But on the other hand, you know, having big sponsors does come with a lot of responsibility. Uh, in the past, when you didn't have social media around, it's very hard to monitor what you're, what, you know, what people are saying. And, Unfortunately, in today's day and age, everybody wants the perfect cookie cutter uh, influencer repping their brand. They, and, and if you have someone who might say something, it's it's just the end of the world. Uh, it, it's very tough to be yourself uh, when you're an influencer. And not that I'm in any way a big influencer or even probably an influencer, but even I watch what I say, even I sometimes just want to lash out and I don't have sponsors. I mean, again, I'm the only one that I have to answer to, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's unfortunate that everyone wants, like, like I said, these cookie cutter, little perfect angels but at the same time, it's kind of restricting who you are, right? It, it's restricting. It, it's it's restricting everything about you that you've used to 
to get where you are. <laughs> to, for, right. For that, for them to get you, yeah. for them to become your sponsor. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, you, you, you're, you're vocal, you're doing this, you're doing that. You're, you're shaking up the, you know, shaking, rattling feathers, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden you get a sponsor and you're like, oh, well, I can't do that anymore. I can't be who I am anymore because they're going to cancel me. Yeah. 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 That's exactly right. I don't know. It's just, it's so annoying. The whole cancel culture, you know, like now this is just a huge thing and it's, I don't know. It's just weird. It's weird how our lives and how our society is changing, I guess, so quickly. So quickly. Yeah. Okay. So just, I want to wrap it up and I want to circle back to you. Do you have any future plans? Do you know, do you have like another book in the works? What do you have? up? Yes. I have two books in the works. One of them is, is done. I, I just need to get, speaking of sponsors, um, I need to get someone to sponsor the book. Um, it's about five, six thousand dollars for the book to get made. Um, so you know, I have that, and then I'm working. That would be my ninth book, and I'm working on my tenth book as well. Wow, you're you know, one thing I do admire is like you are definitely a hard worker, go getter, and I can see that from a mile away. Like not even you know talking to you like on a regular basis. Like we've been friends for a while, but like, that's one thing that I've always admired is like, you are always that person in the room, just like you're a go-getter. And it's such a, like your work ethic is just so admirable. And not only that, I mean, you do a phenomenal job. Like you're definitely producing just quality content and doing just great stuff. So I'm really proud of you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It it hit me a long time ago with my, so something people don't know about me because you all met me when I entered the industry about four and a half years ago, but I've always been the behind the scenes guy. I've never enjoyed the spotlight. I've never been vocal. I've never voiced my opinion. I've always been the quiet guy. But when my first book came out, it kind of hit me that if I don't get out there, if I don't overcome my fear of public speaking, if I don't overcome my fear of putting a face to the whole idea of being an author, mm-hmm. I'm never going to survive. I'm not, I'm not going to make it. And what's hilarious is my, the guy who published my first book has his own little podcast, um, very small podcast. And when the book came out, he's like, hey, you're going to be on my podcast. I'm like, oh, oh okay. <sighs> Ava, I'm not going to lie to you. It was a pre-recorded podcast, right? So anything I said could have been cut out and I, we could have, Done 40 takes until I got it right. I was in the bathroom for a solid three hours <laughs> before the podcast started because I was terrified. <laughs> now, now I have people calling me like big podcasts. They'll call me and like, hey, our guest canceled 40 minutes ago. Can you fill in? Yeah. And now I'm like, yeah, no problem. What we're talking about. I'm like, don't care. Just have me on the show. I'm I'm good. I'm good. And it, it's it's you know you, you're when you're forced to overcome all your fears uh, in order to survive, it definitely makes it a little easier. But you know that that's why I do what I do. I just if you don't hustle, you won't survive. Mm-hmm. And so. I think I completely agree. And I think sometimes you do need that little push. Like for you, it was probably like, all right, 
awesome just put out this book but like how am i gonna support my family i have kids now exactly and it's like sink or swim and you just happen to swim really well and and you know and even i totally understand the podcast because even when i go on other people's podcasts I'm always like, oh man, what are they going to ask me? What am I doing? You know, and it's, it is really stressful. And I have noticed that you are the type of person that you're like, yeah, just let me know. Just give me, you know, 10 minutes heads up. I'll get things ready and I'll jump on the show. And it's like, you know, I mean, you're way farther ahead than I will ever be. So it's freaking, it's pretty incredible. And, you know, it's good for you for coming such a long way. Um, I want my listeners to be able to follow you and support you on social media, if they want to buy your book or your yarmulkes or t-shirts or anything like that, can you just tell them exactly where you are on social media and your website and all that good stuff? Yeah, of course. Um, so across all social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the other random social media platforms that we all signed up to that no one uses anymore, um, it's at the Pew Pew Jew. Uh, the Pew Pew Jew. Uh, that's social media. And then if you decide you would like signed copies of my books or any of my fun t-shirts, yarmulkes, stuff like that, you can go to thepewpewjew.com. Uh, if you don't think my Herbie Hancock is worth of all 10 bucks and don't want to get signed books, please feel free to go to Amazon. I've got all eight of my books up there too. Awesome. All right, moving forward with the show IWI. nice little Israeli company. Although I think that's also, cause I was talking to Jeremy from IWI after this whole thing went down too. And, and he was saying that like they, IWI gets like a lot of hate cause they just assume that their the entire company is run by Jews and <laughs> they get so many anti-Semitic comments and, you know, in their emails. And it's like, it's so disgusting. Like I'm just one of those people that I'm like, do whatever you want, leave in whatever you want, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. Like everyone should just be able to do whatever they want. Like I'm very much more like libertarian than anything else, you know, for you to just like bash somebody's religion and I don't know, just so disgusting. But um, I'm actually like super excited because I told IWI, I was like, Hey, I would really love to push your products more on social media, but I only have the Masada and the TS 12 and the TS 12 I've realized after shooting that and then the MP12, like I'm not a huge pump action shotgun type person. It just, I think for, I think just for my body type, it's just, it's a lot of recoil. Um, I think I'm, I've, I don't love pump action too. I think it just comes with laziness. Like I'm like, oh man, I got to work for this shot. All right. You know, like pump it, you know, load the next one. And yeah, it's just, uh, so it's not really my cup of tea. So he was like, no problem. Send me a list of guns that you, you know, you'd like, and we'll see what's available. And I just got a notification of a package coming from them. And I'm like, man, this is super exciting. Cause I don't even know what's in the box. I don't know which out of the three guns they picked to send me. So really excited. I'll share that with you guys, hopefully next week on my Instagram, but they're killing it. They come up with some freaking awesome stuff. I don't know if you have a favorite of theirs. So, okay, this is a great question because everyone always asks me, like, so what IWI weapons do you own? And my response is zero. And they 
don't usually know how to react to that. They're like, well, it's IWI, it's right? Israeli, so you're Jewish, don't you yeah, own them? Like, the Jews um, have to sit together. <laughs> right, exactly. So first off, um, I love IWI weapons. Um, I, I do think they're fantastic. I personally am not a bullpup fan, so this is where it hits everyone in the heart. I do not like the Tavor, uh, just because I don't like bullpups. Uh, I don't care what I don't care what bullpup you you are. I am not a fan of the bullpup bullpup platform. I am old school. I love my AR-15. I love my AR pistol, and that's what I will continue using. Have you checked out their Zion 15? Their AR? I have. I, I've I've seen it, not huh. never in person. I have not shot it. Huh. Um. So I, I can't really say if I like it. I don't see why I wouldn't like it. It seems pretty cool. And yeah. from the people that I know who have one, you know, they've always said good things about it. Well, it definitely seems like a legit gun. And it's MSRP is like 900 something, which means it sells for even less. And it's like, it looks like a really nice, like well-made quality gun made in the US. They ended up like coming up with a plant uh, in Pennsylvania so that they can also produce guns here in the U.S. and not just import from Israel, which, you know, later on down the road, that might cause some issues. Who knows? It's just, yeah, I think, I mean, it looks like it's well-made. Everyone I've talked to that's, that shot it has just been extremely impressed. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I, I, I like their weapons. Um, I recently, my friend, she's a huge IWI fan. So I did get to shoot the Galil Ace, which is a really fun gun to shoot. Um, I got to shoot the the new, uh, what's it, Uzi Pro? Is that what it's called? Okay, so both those guns are were on my list. So I'm getting, I think I'm getting <laughs> one of those two. So which one did okay. you? Want? Which one would I want? You're saying? Yeah, like out of the two, like which one? Which one was your oh, favorite? I'm I'm old, like really old school. I would go Uzi. Yeah, that's why. I, I was thinking that too. So did you have the one that had the stabilizing brace or? Yes. The one with the stabilizing brace. Uh, yeah. I just, I think they look awesome and you're right. It's totally old school. It just reminds me of like, kind of just gangster. Like, I don't know. I just really liked the way <laughs> it And I have yet to shoot one. So either way, I'm super excited. I just checked. It comes next week and I'm going to be watching like UPS deliveries like a hawk until I get it. Cause I'm so excited, but if you guys want to check out all of the great stuff that they make, just, I mean, there's just everything they make. It's just such good quality. IWI.us. And don't forget if you're in their store shopping for accessories or anything like that, if you use the code gunfunny15, you get 15% off your entire order of accessories. All right, time to talk politics. Politics. What is going on in the world? Today, it's political AF. Chipman, he's out as ATF director, but is he really gone? No and way. I know. And I was really happy when I heard the news and I was like, hey guys, I mean, it does just show like, hey, there is power in numbers. I don't care what people say, enough people speak up, you know, they really have no choice but to do something about it. But the problem is, the word is, is that the White House is considering appointing him as the gun SAR. SARs, if you're not familiar with them, are executive branch appointments that do not require Senate approval. So this could be even more dangerous. 
In spite of positions not requiring Senate approval, they're giving broad powers by the executive branch. You know, nothing's confirmed yet. Again, this is just word on the street, but I would once again, you know, contact your representatives in the White House and say, you know, that David Chipman is unsuitable for any position in government. I mean, with his long, you know, list of, you know, his history and he's clearly anti-gun and I mean, just even like just all his past operations, you know, that have been just his botched operations and stuff. I really just hope that they just don't do this, but, you know, but like I said, write to your representatives, take action. We've seen this happen before. I know a lot of people are like, my voice doesn't count or they're going to do what they want to do anyways. And, you know, I mean, yeah, they are pushing, they're pulling a lot of stuff that's not necessarily legal, but I do still think and strongly believe that there's so much to be said about power and numbers. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, um, look what look what we did, right? We got rid of Chipman, uh, at least as the ATF yeah. nominee. And one thing that so many people said, they're like, yeah, well, who's going to be next, right? He's probably going to be worse. Whoever they're going to nominate is going to be worse after Chipman. And it's like, all right, again, cool the Jets. Yeah. This is, this is a victory. The, the war is not over, but we won the battle. Mm-hmm. Like, enjoy the victory and understand that the war is not over. So be vigilant and, and just keep on, you know, plugging away until we do win the war. Yeah. And hey, maybe this war will never be won. Maybe it is something yeah. we constantly fight for, but I'm willing to do that. I'm not just going to give up and just hand them, you know, my Second Amendment. I'm not going down without a fight. Exactly. Guys, I know it's frustrating. I know it seems like just an uphill battle and it's constant and it may be constant, but you know, you need to take action. Manicore arms. I mentioned that I'm adding the, the handguard. It's the, what is it? The transformer rail. And I ended up getting the nine inch handguard for them to put on my uh 300 blackout and then of course the nightbreak which is one of my favorite muzzle devices like you could be the worst shooter ever just shoot super sloppy and you just have a nice flat shooter like the nightbreak does freaking wonders put it on your gun and you will thank me later and it comes in all sorts of thread pitches but they also make all kinds of other stuff like this for the cz brent the 805 which there are a lot of companies out there making parts for you know that gun you know, like most CZ guns that are made overseas, they're just assuming that you're going to wear gloves when you shoot the gun. So the safety selectors are really rough. They've made different safety selectors that are rounded. There's no rough edges and they're a little bit longer levers so that you don't need to push quite so hard with your finger. They also have upgrades, you know, replacing the uncomfortable Picatinny rail on the bottom of the forend with Manicor smooth contoured M-lock forend. Lots of different options, um, especially, you know, for guns that you may not, you know, find parts for. Manifor Arms is like definitely has you covered, especially for the bullpups and stuff. So if you want to check that out, head on over to manaforarms.com. Don't forget to use the code AVAROCKS15, all one word, and that's going to get you 15% off. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours.
Today's question is, how is your 300 block coming along? Before I answer this, so guys, if you have any questions for me, just head on over to gunfunny.com, click on the contact us form and ask your question. My 300 blackout, so I got all of the parts on, so one thing is, is primary arms, they have like the fastest shipping ever. Like you order something and like two days later, it's there. I just got it the other day, maybe two days ago, but I put most of it together, obviously, other than the handguard and the muzzle device, which should be here tomorrow. You guys will see pictures of that because uh, I put it together in like record time. But when, I mean, I don't really, you would think I have a ton to do, but I don't have a ton to do with my house until things are done and painting and stuff needs done. I've also just been trying to keep myself busy and like my mind off things, but it's definitely fun to put guns together. And then also I've been cleaning out my gun room and noticed that I have a few other parts and stuff that I could put more guns together. So I think that's what I'm going to be doing in the next like couple of months. But do you ever do that? You like find, like I found a completed lower from Polymer 80. And so I was like, all right, I just need a completed upper the slide, the barrel, the parts kick sights. And I'm like, and I have another gun. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, I don't have a million parts lying around, uh, but however, I have a really awesome AR pistol that I love. And I decided that it was time to get my first can. So I ordered my can. going to take a while to get, but... I got the Omega 9K specifically to put on a 300 blackout. Yeah. So I got a Sons of Liberty Gunworks, uh, I think it's a nine and a half inch barrel. I got the um, Midwest Industry rails that, that I think they're called the SP, the one that you like the can fits inside. Part oh, yeah. Of the, yeah, yeah. So I, so I have that. And then my buddy is going to be giving me, so I have a SBA three already. I had like a spare one in stock. So now it's just a matter of my buddy has a POF upper lower that he's giving me because mm-hmm. I do some work for him. So I'm going to do that. I just need a BCG buffer tube, the trigger and charging handle really. I mean, obviously I have to get some optics for it too, but, um, it's gonna be my new like uh, home defense gun. I have the I have the ammo ready, so it's just getting the pieces. So I actually found a on primary arms a Faxon Firearms Black Nitride BCG for 109, which is really good price. Yeah, definitely. I know because so, like normally I'm like oh just. When people are like, well, what gun should I get? Normally I'd be like, yeah, build one. But I'm like, building's gotten so expensive. But like primary arms has actually made it where like you really don't have to pay an arm and a leg to like build your own gun. Like their their prices are pretty legit. Yeah, no, a- absolutely. So um, I know I'm, I'm going to, you know, I also have some access to, based on some of my friends uh, in gun stores, their uh, dealer accounts. So. I'll be able to get like a CMC trigger. Um, I really like their two and a half pound flat face mm-hmm. um, trigger. I actually love that trigger. Uh, so I'm going to get that. And yeah. And then I, I, I'm not sure what optic I'm going to want for this. I could go cheap and get just like another uh, Romeo 5 
which I love the Romeo five, but I don't know. We'll, we'll, I'll figure that out as, as the gun is, you know, almost done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I would definitely recommend looking into primary arms because their stuff's pretty affordable and they offer some really good quality. For sure. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. Tactic Talk. Trailblazer announces the Pack 9 which I'm not really that familiar with Trailblazer. But apparently, it's the company that introduced the pocket folding 22, the size of a wallet. Well, they've announced a 9mm carbine. The Pac 9 rifle's 9mm blowback carbine that folds lengthwise so that the barrel ends up pointing back to the butt stock for a compact option, which immediately I'm thinking, I think it was like Magpul. I forget what company. It was this video that was circulating for the longest time, and they created like a compact folding 9mm carbine but they specifically said they had no intentions on producing it it was just sort of a you know replica design just to see when it fit into a briefcase and if anyone's asking it does not it will not fire in that position folded so you know safety first in the folded position it's only 20.9 inches long 5.9 inches tall and only 1.15 inches thick as thin as most concealable handguns unfolded it's 29.7 inches long with a 16 inch barrel and holds an extended mag in the butt stock as for the mags it takes glock mags it has a flat face trigger similar to a lot of modern pistols it also only weighs five pounds before you add in the accessory which is pretty good uh, for accessories it comes with a picatinny rail on the aluminum upper and m-lock attachments on the forend the 1 in 10 barrels also threaded. So if you want to add like a muzzle device or a suppressor, you can. The whole idea is a compact, easy packable rifle that will fit in a discrete pack and not weigh you down. Let me click on this image. I just want to see what it looks like. But actually almost kind of looks like a bullpup at first glance. And which one is this again? The Trailblazer Pack 9. Yeah, so it almost looks like kind of like a bullpup design. And then uh, it looks like you can extend the stock out. And I see where it holds the magazine and the stock. Um, and then when it's folded up, it actually doesn't look too crazy folded up. This is kind um, of like the, the was it the Keltec sub? Yeah. Almost. Yeah, it yeah. Kind of has that, kind of has that feel to it. Yeah, it kind of does actually. Yeah. Although, you know, I, the only thing I could see is like people, you know, when it's folded up, obviously the barrel is aiming towards the end, towards the stock, which people probably cringe. But, you know, like I said, it doesn't fire in the folded position. So I don't know. I think it looks like kind of a cool backpack gun and I'd be interested to get my hands on it. Um, no word on price yet, but it's supposed to be available to order next spring. Kind of cool. GSM Outdoors. Glow has a ton of sight options and not just for firearms. So one of my patrons just got a compound bow for his nephew and got fiber optic sights for it and an arrow rest. The same kind of fiber optic sights are available for a bunch of different shotguns, including ones that mount universally 
on any bent ribbed shotgun in addition to specialized ones. And one of the most common that you'll see, of course, is their pistol sights, fiber optic, tritium, or ones that have both. One of my favorites is the TFX Pro Sights. They're great for carry guns mm -hmm. because they have tritium and fiber optic, but the fiber optics well protected by the site so it doesn't get damaged or lost, which anyone who's ever shot a match with standard fiber optic sites, there's always someone who, you know, loses the fiber optic in a match. One of the other really cool things about it is there is a focus ring around the fiber of the front sight. So your eye naturally acquires your sight picture quicker. Yeah. If anyone's into archery, just know that they also make sites for that as well. Today's AF segment. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as f Never mind. AF. A constitution labeled with, quote, harmful language alert. Recently, the National Archives placed a harmful language alert on the U.S. Constitution and other founding documents. They have applied the warning across all documents in their cataloged website, including the Bill of Rights and Declaration of Independence. Exactly what they consider harmful is unclear other than possible liberty and freedom. The warning only links to another page that references as potentially harmful content. To anyone who's actually read the Constitution, Bill of Rights, Declaration of Independence, this is actually like a really disgusting act of wokeism. I mean, what about it? There's what verbiage in here is, you know, considered harmful language. Basically, what this does is place the founding documents under the banner of hate speech and is obviously a part of a longer plan to cancel them. We've already seen many parts of the Constitution violated by Biden administration and the court system, especially in the last year, and a half that it's clear that it's part of a much larger agenda. The head of the archives, David Ferrero, was appointed by Obama who's been pushing these new guidelines and policies. His job is to act as steward of the National Archives, not to be, not to be a community standards moderator and censor the constitution like Facebook would. But just another thing that I'm like, are you kidding me? Like they're just trying to like, as hard as they possibly can, just get rid of these documents that are like, basically founded our country. Yeah, and what's crazy is today is actually constitution day for those that didn't know. I know, I know. Uh, uh, but yeah, it, it's, I mean, this is literally what a dictatorship looks like, right? Yeah. They they are trying to completely rewrite history um, and they're doing everything in their power to do that. I mean, even, you know, like, let's talk about history. A lot of it is they're just like, they're taken out of history books, like, all right, you know, that didn't happen. And I mean, we all know that history continuously repeats itself by taking all that stuff, whether we hate to think that it happened or not is, I mean, we're pretty much digging our own graves. Right. No, absolutely. I don't know. It's, uh, it's definitely frustrating. And it's really hard to even think that, you know, stories like this exist. Cause it's like, you just get to a point where you're like, you can't even make this up. Right. All right. iTunes reviews. Only one review. Other than that, there's no other reviews. So. I know you guys are listening. I look at, you know, the statistics. If anything, actually, the show is doing really well, uh, especially for this time of year when I know, you know, students are starting to go or kids are starting to go back to school and parents are busy and stuff. But you guys are definitely listening. So if you haven't left a review, please do so on iTunes. Today's review is from one underscore white underscore ton. 
tune without an E. Titled Great Show, Five Stars. Always enjoy listening to the podcast. It makes Mondays better. Enjoy hearing about all the new products available and the discount codes help too, LOL. Okay, well, congratulations. You win. I know there's tons of competition, but congrats. You are the winner. So just contact me. Head on over to gunfunny.com. Click on the contact us form and send me a good mailing address to send out the prize pack to. If you guys enjoy the show and you want to support it, consider becoming a Patreon. For one, it gives you access to our Patreon-only Facebook group, which is a lot of fun. You also get access, like entered into a drawing to win a $300 gift certificate to Blown Deadline, who does awesome Cerakote jobs. Like there's tons of Cerakote companies out there and he's doing stuff that's like nobody else is doing. It's amazing. Also, uh, $5 and up patrons after three months, you get a patron-only patch that will never be for sale. So if you have this special patch, you know that you're in that special group. Also want to thank the $25 Patreons, Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran 8888, Sake Holsters, Justin Paulson, Jason Anderson, Sportsman's Guide, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Calamore, and Melissa Ridings. King of the Patreon is Jon Snow. He wants me to say that receiving operator training for operator tickles is a paradox. She could teach you how to be an operator, but then she'd have to kill you. <laughs> All right, Yehuda, thank you so much for joining me. and being on my show and talking about everything that's been on my mind and, you know, cause I, I know you go through it. I mean, I think a lot of people go through it more than people would realize. So I appreciate you letting me vent, but also I really appreciate what you do for this community and just your strong voice and your work ethic and really just, you know, being like one of the good people in the community. So thank you. Can thank you, you. Just- Can you just remind um, listeners once again where they can find you on the interwebs? Absolutely. Uh, You can find me at the Pew Pew Jew across all social media platforms. That's at the Pew Pew Jew. Mm -hmm. And then you can find me on my website, thepewpewjew.com. I'm very responsive on social media, mainly more Instagram. Uh, Feel free to message me, pick my brain about anything. Um, We'll talk about it. So there you go. Awesome. Well, guys, on that note, I hope everyone has a wonderful week and send good vibes my way from my house so that it gets back to normal. That would be great. (laughs) On that note, we are out of here. Thanks again. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.